Welcome to the Executive Minds Podcast, turning good intentions into reality in your career, business, and life. Here's your host, Kevin Jennings. Everyone, welcome to another episode of the Executive Minds Podcast. Kevin here with you, and I have the privilege of being your host today while I get to mind the wisdom and expertise of our good friends and co-mentors, David Farmer and Jeff Henderson. Hey, guys. Hey, Kevin. Hey, Kevin. Good to see you, buddy. Good to see you, too, man. I'm grateful you're here and grateful because this is a topic I believe I would put pretty high on the list of things that no one ever talks to you about, <laughs> but yet you are guaranteed to deal with it. And that is how you remain productive as a professional, as a leader, uh, when you are dealing with a personal crisis. Uh, and that might mean, and also we'll talk about how to help your team stay productive when they're dealing with personal crises. I feel like we all have something going on in our lives. There's never going to be a time when everybody in an organization is doing perfectly on a personal level, but yet we're expected to show up and drive performance and lead a team toward a shared goal. And there's this tension of when do I pull back? When do I, when do I still hold them and push them and say, you can do it right now? When do I tell them to go home, <laughs> you know, and say, you need to take a time, some time off, uh, you know? And so there's this tension. I think we've all dealt with it, even in ourselves, would be the loss of a loss of a loved one, just a, maybe even a fight with your spouse. I mean, it could be that small, quote unquote, right? You can feel like, hey, I know this isn't a big deal, but today I'm just not okay, uh, but I've got to show up. And so I'd love to really just open this up by saying, hey, let's talk about lens number one, and that's keeping ourselves productive. And then we'll talk about a second lens, maybe on the back half of this conversation. Uh, but we'll just start with a simple thing. And that's, what are people getting wrong about this? Like, what, like how can we help somebody who, who may not even know if they're struggling with this? And they think, I, I show up, I do what I'm going to do. Where have you seen people just make mistakes when it comes to how they navigate being productive when they're dealing with something on a, a personal issue at home? Okay, I'll jump in and just say one of the things that I've learned about leadership lately is that uh, the best leaders are real, and they're less concerned about always being right and more focused on just being real. And I think the, the reason that's effective is uh, people relate to that. And it's hard to believe that someone is right all the time. And that may also mean someone is at their best all the time. And so we're all human. We all go through ups and downs. We all have issues uh, outside of work. We have families. We have health issues. Um, we, we just have real life circumstances. And so you don't need to be necessarily overly dramatic about it, but to at least acknowledge that it's, it's there and, and share enough about that, whatever's appropriate for your environment to let people know you're human first. Uh, and therefore, let's let's make sure we're connecting at a human level before we focus on our task at hand. Yeah, and I would just add to that, David. I, I think I'm a big believer in proactive counseling. You know, I think we have a stigma about counseling that I, I've got to have a train wreck before I can go to a counselor. And I think that's a huge mistake because I think um, there are issues that we're all faced that sometimes we're aware of and sometimes we're not. And once you find a good counselor that you can trust and you have a good relationship and rapport with, and, you know, that's, that's helping you prepare for personal crisis. It shouldn't, should never come as a, you know, well, obviously there, there are issues that take us by surprise, but it shouldn't surprise us that life is hard and life is going to throw us challenges and tragedies and heartaches and difficulties. And it's heading our way. 
And to be prepared for that, I think getting with some people that can help you and be proactive toward that is incredibly helpful because once that time arrives, once the crisis has arrived, you've done some really hard work to prepare for that. Well, that's already huge already. I think people are listening are probably like, of course, right? But I think that's a that's, this is already why we have this kind of conversations because we look at leaders who are successful in moments of personal challenge and we wonder how they're still going. And like, well, that's one tip just Jeff just shared, you know, and one thing David just shared. First of all, they're used to being real. So they can say, I'm not okay today. And they don't feel like he's letting down, you know, everything they've built from a personal brand perspective. And you can also start to build a support system now that you've already been strengthening yourself for moments that are to come. Uh, out of curiosity to kind of follow that, let's say you are prepared and you've been doing that part, but you know, and you want to be real. When do you know to get when do you know to give yourself some time? When do you know to say, you know what, this is one of those show up at work and do it anyway moments. And then and this is one of those I need to step away for a day or two or even maybe even longer possibly to process this to be at my best. So I'm just curious, like, what is the kind of a personal litmus that you two have kind of refined within yourselves that you navigate these kind of things in life? Kevin, I, I use a little bit of analogy from sports. I know not everybody cares about golf, but that's something that I enjoy. And golf has tried to restart in the midst of the pandemic. And so I've been able to watch a little bit of it. And one of the things you'll learn is you watch literally world-class golfer uh, go attack a golf course. They have to pick their spots. And there's some holes that are so challenging, they're just saying, I just need to hang on on this hole. I cannot be as aggressive with my shots as I would like to be. This probably is not a hole uh, that I can score on, but if I can just get through it and make par, I'm good. And then they, they know there are other holes where they need to be much more aggressive. And if you think about how that applies to our work, there are going to be days, maybe weeks, maybe seasons where honestly you just need to hang on. And you're not going to be at your very, very best because you may literally be in the midst of personal crisis. Uh, however, there are other times when it's go time and you you know the conditions are right and you've prepared yourself and that's where you make ground. Because you can't live in personal crisis forever and be effective, but it doesn't mean that you, you're not allowed to pull back and just hang on during the season when you just need to hang on. That's great. Jeff, let's hear your thoughts there. Well, I think you two guys and Shane are an example of of, of how I I'm, I'm able to understand how I'm doing because you know the question we we've, we've mentioned from time to time: what's it like to be on the other side of me? I don't know. How am I doing? I, I have limited knowledge to that. I have some insight to, to how I'm doing, but really, the people on the other side of me they have a better vantage point. And I've had friends come to me and say, "Hey, I, we think you need to take a few days off." And in that moment, I have, an, I have an option. I can power up and tell them, you don't know what you're talking about. Or I can say, huh, you're seeing something that I can't see from a vantage point I'll never be at. I need to lean in and listen to you. So having trusted friends that you can be willing to take constructive feedback, hard feedback, but helpful feedback is really, really important. And if you don't have that, then you've really limited yourself. Or if you if you do have that and you don't listen to these people, then you're pushing them away. And that's never, never a good thing, ultimately, for them or for you. So having a trusted group of people that can actually say, hey, let me tell you how I think you're doing, because 
I think I have a better vantage point on how you're doing than you might have at this point. And to be able to listen and react accordingly, it really takes humility, but it, and it really takes courage and vulnerability, but it's a huge, huge win. That's awesome. And Jeff, I wonder sometimes, you said you may not see it, and that's definitely the case at times. I wonder sometimes you do really, if you're, if you're honest, you kind of know it's there, but you just don't want it to be true. Yep. And so you're not dealing with it head on. You're just, it's, you're letting it just sort of come along for the ride. Right. And maybe that's where that intervention can say, hey, it, it, you really do need to stop and, and deal head on with this. Mm-hmm. You know, what's, what's fascinating about that, right, is because and I would probably say I, that's, that sounds a lot like me, for sure. I'm sure many, many people listening probably identify with that, what David just said. But here's the thing. If you're ambitious, there's never going to be the perfect season to pull back because you always have some aggressive goal ahead of you. Right. And so you're going to have every reason to say not now. Not now. I've got this big project on the horizon. I've got this big thing around the horizon because you're aggressive. You're going into some things. You, your team has a big vision. And so, but just because you have to pull back doesn't mean the team has to always pull back as well, right? And we'll talk about that in one second. So I want to just make sure I highlight what I've heard so far, right? We want to make sure that we're being real instead of trying to be right. We want to make sure that we're building, we, we might take a proactive approach to our self-care and counseling and strengthening our support system, and before, because that's what's going to make sure people have access to us to do what Jeff talked about. And that's calling us out, pulling us to the side, letting us know we need to have help. And then us making sure we own and say, hey, is this one of those seasons where it's time to take ground and be aggressive? Or is this a season where it's really about maintenance, maintaining, staying steady uh, because my family, my life requires something different of me at this season. So I'd like to start to pivot a little bit and we can still come back into this with yourself, but as a leader and the person who's growing their career, even if it's a project management situation, you got people in, on your team who have things going on and you can't guarantee that they have a support system. You can't make them go see a counselor. You can't make them focus on being real. So I'm curious how you two have navigated this when you have a team member who has something going on and helping them remain productive or even healthy uh, during a personal crisis and how you as a leader support that while also making sure at some point it doesn't affect the overall team and organization and goals that are required ahead of you. So, Jeff, you want to jump in there first? Yes, I think it's important to ask, how are you doing twice as much as what are you doing? And That's great. And once you ask that question on a consistent basis, people will you know, begin to think, oh, he or she actually cares about me. And I think empathy is a really important culture builder in an organization. And depending on your level of personality or not level of personality, type of personality, you know, empathy may be high or may be low. But I think in today's world, empathy is really important, especially in a challenging season that we're in. Because the reality is we're all in personal crisis in some form or fashion right now. We are all in personal crisis. It may look a little bit different. You know, the analogy I heard from the very beginning of the pandemic is we're all facing the same storm, but we're all in different boats. And the boats may look a little bit different, but we're all facing the same storm. And so I think, you know, beginning a meeting to go, hey, before we talk about what you're doing, how are you doing? And then maybe asking it again, like, because typically it'll get, I'm doing fine. How are you doing really? And trying to be an empathetic leader that shows that I know I genuinely care about you because ultimately your emotional health is going to dictate your, your business health and our team's health. So how are you doing? 
Now, if people are consistently you know, putting their hands up and being resistant, then that, that's a whole other issue. But I think paving the way to that is to consistently ask the question, how are you doing twice as much as what are you doing? Mm, love it. Kev, what I, I might add is I, I find myself in situations where people, they are going through a difficult time and they're wrestling with what to do. And that could be uh, at work. Also have dealt with that with family members as well. And I have learned a resist the temptation to get in there and start answering that question on their behalf. Hmm. But think a little bit about working backwards with them. And so if they're focused on what to do, I'll, I'll give a framework and in, in hopes maybe it's helpful. And let's talk, let's talk about the what they do as the practice. What choice do they make? What course of action do they take? Before you start there, go upstream a little bit and say, well, let's talk about priorities. What is your priority in this situation? Because the assumption is the priority will help inform the practice. And you can even go one level up and say, above your priorities, what are the principles that define you? And so we've had instances, even in the midst of the pandemic, I'll give you an example of principles. Is it economic well-being or is it physical, emotional, spiritual well-being? Because think back to uh, early days of the pandemic. Do we open businesses up? Is that going to accelerate the spread of the virus? Is it going to damage the economy? And so we, we had to wrestle with that issue in our business, and we decided the principle was – the well-being of our employees and our customers. And if that had a negative impact on our economic performance, so be it. But that's going to be that's that's the way we're going to play it. That's the hierarchy. Well, once you sort out the principle, then you can begin to establish your priorities and ultimately it makes deciding what to do the practice much clearer. Um, so get to dig get beyond the surface question and go upstream. Wow. Well, first of all, that was so helpful uh, and and helpful because it even relates to what I do with myself, right? If I'm not doing that with myself, hey, Kevin, are you clear on the principles? Are you clear on the, the priorities? Are you clear on the practices? Are you, are you asking yourself, how am I doing twice as much as you're asking yourself, what do I need to do today, <laughs> right? Because I, I think, because I would imagine people listening to this podcast, they wake up in the morning saying, what's on the docket today? What are we going to go knock out? You know, like, whoa, 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 whoa. How am I doing today? And I think there's a part, there's, a, there's some truth to just that question all by itself. So I'd love to then say, okay, let's just take just that one situation where you have a team member who, legitimate or not legitimate, it doesn't matter, right? They, they're just really struggling to get things going. They you know they've been knocked down by life and you know you're not, you know, Dave Ramsey says, we don't want to kill our wounded, right? Uh, you know, you, like this is not the time to just discard someone but you see it holding back the organization what is required. How do you navigate the tension that that naturally requires when you're like, hey, I want to be delicate. I want to show care to them and to the whole team, but we've got to move forward on this particular part that they were responsible for. How do you navigate that? I'd love to hear, you know, both of you share some thoughts of things you might've experienced before, even seen other leaders do uh, successfully in those situations. Well, I think it's helpful to know the, the balance here because how you deal with this particular situation will determine whether or not people will feel like they can come to you and be honest with how they're doing. That's right. So if you shut this person down, then people are going to, oh, well, Jeff doesn't really care. At the same time, every situation or most every situation is unique. And hmm. the way that we might care for one person might differ from how we care for another because of the circumstances, because of the personality makeup, because of how 
a counselor might say, if we've got a team member that's really struggling emotionally, at some point it may be beyond your control, or not your control, beyond your level of expertise. For example, I am not a licensed counselor. So at some point I have to go, okay, I'm now out of my realm of you know, professional credibility here. And if it gets to a situation where I'm actually relying on a professional counselor, I've got to choose what they say and just say, I'm taking my orders from you. Uh, but I think there are some general principles that you can apply here. But I would always err on the side of being too compassionate. Yeah, I, in fact, I want to build on that. I want to first say I think the best decisions we make are generally made with a long-term perspective in mind and, and not just the things that are right in front of our face. And so to kind of build on what Jeff just shared, we at, I'm at Chick-fil-A, and at Chick-fil-A we had a a president for a long, long time, and he, he was just unbelievable at getting things done. So he very driven. He was really good at holding you accountable. But after um, a long, long, unbelievably successful run at Chick-fil-A, I remember him sharing in one of his talks that he had learned that if ever he needed to err, he wanted to err on the side of grace. And I thought that was really powerful. I've never forgotten that. If you're not sure err on the side of grace. And I think when you do that, that reflects a long-term perspective. It reflects we're in it for the long haul. And it's not just about this moment, this action, this choice. I'm going to trust you. Now, if, if someone's got a track record of abusing that and breaking trust, that'll become clear and you'll have to deal with that in another manner. But as a general practice, can you just err on the side of grace? Is that not what you would want if you if the roles were reversed? Man, that's great. That's great, guys. And I, and I think once again, I've seen situations where, if, you know, based on the relationship, once again, to, to Jeff's very earlier point about surrounding and, and and to your point, Dave, about being real, if you've built the right relational equity, you can say to this person, "Hey, you're going through a lot. I think you need to pursue." some real help. We do not want you to sit here and suffer every day, come into work and white knuckle it for the organization. We want you to be okay. What's that going to take? How do we help you do that? Asking team, team members want to pitch in and help anyway. Hey, can we take some of their workload temporarily and distribute across the team so that that person knows they have, it's, it's okay for them to step back. And once again, if you've hired really great people, they're likely going to struggle stepping back because they're thinking about letting everybody down. They're thinking about what it means to drop the ball on the team who's counting on them during a pivotal moment. And I think sometimes we almost have to step in to what both of you all said a moment ago. Like you might have somebody step in and say, hey, we're taking this. We got this. You got to go. You've got to go. You got to go do. It's time. Like be okay. But once again, it starts with obviously equity there and being, but but air on side of grace, which I, which I love. Well, guys, first of all, I didn't want to make this one a long one, but I feel like right now, We've heard, we've heard this in the mentor network, which we hope you are a part of, but we've heard this come up. Hey, I've got team members that are dealing with things and I want to encourage them and I want to support them, but we've got stuff we've got to do. This is not the time for our business our organization to not put our foot on the gas. We've got to make ground up from what the crisis is doing. It's destabilizing our business. How are we going to make sure we stay okay to, uh, to take care of these people we care about so deeply? And I think this is a very helpful conversation. So before we head out, I want to ask you any parting thoughts from either of you that you want to share with those who are listening. Kev, I'll give you one. I've been playing around the last couple of months with kind of a new fitness tracking device, and it fundamentally measures two things, strain and recovery. And it uses a lot of biometric data, mostly heart rate data, to try to determine how 
rested are you? They, how recovered are you and in a position to sort of get after it? And that's, that means set up for strain to do challenging things. But it'll tell you when you're not very well recovered. And it'll say, you need to kind of back it down or you need to get sleep. You need to get rest. And I, I think what that teaches me, what it's helping me be sensitive to is there, there are ups and downs that we go through. There are rhythms that we are experienced. There are seasons that we go through. And if we're wise, we'll learn to recognize those and figure out when we're in a season of recovery and when we're in a season where it is time to, to get after it. And, and hopefully the, the get after seasons, you know, you got a lot of them, but there are moments you're just going to have to go recover. I think for me, Kevin, you know, personally, I've known two pastors. Uh, I didn't know these guys well, but I knew them primarily just from, you know, um, social media and just from a distance. And in fact, one of them was scheduled to come speak at our church at a conference we were hosting, and they just had a, a personal crisis and ended up committing suicide and leaving behind two wonderful families. And these are guys that, you know, from a distance look like everything was going great. But it's just a reminder to me that we have to fight for our emotional and mental health. And so if you're facing a personal crisis, and we, as we said earlier, we're all facing a personal crisis, you should not be surprised that you got to fight for this or get a counselor or do whatever that you need to do to fight for your emotional and mental health. It is a battle. So hopefully today will be an encouragement for somebody to take a step. If you're feeling that way, uh, reach out, call somebody. We're all facing a battle. Don't be embarrassed about that. Have courage to step out of the shadows and, and get some help. Do not lie to yourself. Nope. For sure. For sure. Well, guys, I thank you so much for, for you two being willing to share. Once again, this is the concept that unfortunately they don't talk about in business school, right? Uh, but when you step into the real world of working with people, which if you want to do the things you talk about, the big visions is going to require others. And the minute you step into that reality, you're going to recognize everybody's not going to be okay at the same time. Everybody has a bucket going down, even when you have a bucket going up. And you're going to have to make sure we're working together in that, especially in seasons like these where everybody's got, I feel like everyone in addition, everyone I've talked to all year long has their own 2020 story, separate of the pandemic. I, I don't know one person who hasn't had, well, this year, this happened in my family or in my life. Everybody's got a story so far this year I've talked to. You, and so we want you to be empowered for that. And we hope that this helps you uh, be the kind of leader that you would like to have uh, more importantly, and that you use this opportunity, uh, like opportunity, not this challenge, this opportunity to model to your team uh, and to demonstrate to yourself what it's like to lead with love and empathy uh, in this, in this challenging time. So Guys, thank you again for sharing, and we want to thank you for listening. Um, and so if you will subscribe to this podcast, we'd love for you to do so. We'd love to keep serving you in this way and helping you turn your potential into high performance. And you can do that by subscribing on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, wherever you enjoy your content. And we'd love to have you join us in the Mentor Network. If you go to wearementor.co forward slash network, you can join for 30 days for free and jump in. There are other people there to support you and rally around you. And we have tips and other things that are there to help you grow your career. And until next time, uh, take care and join us here again for another episode of the Executive Minds Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Executive Minds Podcast. We hope it's helped you move from go-getter to difference maker. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Spotify. For more show notes and helpful resources, visit executiveminds.co. 
That's executiveminds.co. 